BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Senior Editor Mara Levinsky. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, it's June, which is considered wedding month. And in our new issue, we look at the 20 best soap weddings of all time. Now, I have to throw this out there to the Days fans. So, they have a lot of super couples, and narrowing it down to four, not easy. But also, we did that special Days issue about two months ago where we kind of went through every wedding. So, I just want to say right now, I love Steve and Kayla. I love their wedding. I love Jack and Jennifer, and I loved their wedding, but we did not include them in our four. And not because we don't think they're great. We do think they're great, but narrowing it down just became very hard. So I think we're going to get some pushback from that. So I just want to get that out there. Now, Mara, what is your favorite wedding of all time? Oh, gosh. Well, you never forget your first. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, the impetus for me buying my very first issue of Soap Opera Digest was Steve and Kayla's nuptials on Days of Our Lives in 1988. And See, we love them. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I was... 11 years old when they got married, and I had been watching Days for a year and a half, something like that, somewhat casually, until I became rabid in the build-up to Steve and Kayla's wedding. And I always think about that wedding as proof of what a naive viewer I was, because as you, I'm sure, recall, Kayla had been rendered mute due to that horrible Harper Devereaux. And looking back, it's so obvious that, of course, she was going to regain her ability to speak during the vows, but when that happened... My jaw was on the floor. You could have knocked me over with a feather. I could not believe this miracle taking place before my eyes. And that is a standout to me always, that amazing wedding on the yacht. What about you? Well, first of all, right. If you don't know what's coming on a soap or you've never seen that happen before, (laughs) that is a huge surprise. Okay, so my story, actually, I believe I was the same age as you. I believe I was... 11, let's go with that, or 12. Anyway, I was the hugest Luke and Laura fan, Mm -hmm. and that wedding was everything to me. Mm -hmm. So the school that I went to was a few blocks from my orthodontist's office, and I don't even know how I knew what date their wedding was going to be, but when I made my appointment, it was on like November 16th, let's say. And I said, okay, so I'll come on November 16th, But I need to stay the whole hour because (laughs) at my orthodontist in the tray tables, they had these tiny TVs so you can watch TV while you were getting your teeth worked on. And it was not going to be an hour appointment, but I needed to be there to watch the entirety of the (laughs) wedding. 
And so they said, okay. And so I just sat there once they were done. And I got to see like the whole wedding that day. Amazing. And it was delightful. Seth, have you ever been on set for the taping of a soap wedding? Okay, so I've covered many shows. And as you're saying that, uh, I don't think so. I That's so crazy. I don't think I've ever been to one. What about you? I can think of three off the top of my head. I think the first was on Guiding Light when Richard and Cassie got married. They had that splashy royal wedding. I think that was the first time I ever met Laura Wright. I remember uh, she was actually pregnant with her second child under that amazing gown she was wearing. She was such a trooper. I was so impressed. And then I actually got to go to Boca Raton, Florida, if you remember, for Jack and Erica's wedding on All My Children uh, in 2005. That was such an amazing trip. Um, Michael B. Jordan, who I just adored so much. He was such a sweet boy. Like uh, He played Reggie, of course, and has gone on to such tremendous success. And Rebecca Buttig, Alicia Minshew, Thorsten Kay. I mean, it could not have been a more fun group in addition to Susan Lucci and Walt Willie. And watching them say their vows was like such a pinch me moment because I had been watching All My Children since 1989, I think. Never mind that it's Erica and like oh, her yeah. like million weddings and 100%. you were one of them. And it actually ended up being her last wedding that I got to see uh, in the flesh. And... Uh, yeah, so if you ever, you know, if you if you watch that wedding, I'm like slightly off camera, like dabbing my eyes, and uh, then I got to be also on the All My Children set in New York when Jesse and Angie got married, and I yeah, no big deal, no big deal. I was freaking out. I mean, Jesse and Angie are just so magical together, and when they were around the first time, they didn't get a splashy wedding. They didn't get one of those gorgeous weddings. We actually have no photos of the wedding because it wasn't a big deal. Uh, you know, they didn't even have a photographer on set. It's crazy to think of. Uh, well, they made up for it in 2008. They pulled out all the stops. It was so phenomenal. And I really was having like an out-of-body experience the entire time. Okay, so I'm sitting here like, wait, why is it that I have never been to a wedding? But I think it's because I cover days from like from 1997 yeah. to actually to today with a few breaks, but it was me being based in New York and them being in Los Angeles, and I guess just never being out there and the timing wasn't right. So no, sadly, um, no another world weddings, I guess, mm-hmm. no all my children weddings when I covered that. So lucky you. I know, lucky me times three. Um, you know, I still do love watching soap weddings though. Um, I just love like when a couple finally gets together and they're always so romantic. I mean, even Liam and Hope's recent wedding on Bold and Beautiful, she had such cute moments like with her mom and the Logan sisters before the wedding. Like even those little touches still, I think are just very sweet and meaningful. And I love seeing everyone getting dressed up. And I would say probably B&B is the only one that could pull off like a small wedding because all their sets are like so sumptuous and mm-hmm. you know always so well decorated and lots of flowers and high end furnishing so it kind of looks a little fancier probably but i have to say that i do really miss like those back in the day huge the splashy yeah weddings and I know nowadays it's like budget constraints and, you know, probably the biggest complaint we get is when, why wasn't so-and-so there? Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they don't want to pay that actor to be in the episode because that's where, you know, the money starts adding up, especially if they have no lines and they're just sort of a guest or they have one line. Right. And then you're thinking like, oh, am I really going to put the money there? And so like soap execs have to think about all these things now when planning these moments that in the past just seemed, I mean... We were just talking about how uh, Hope's wedding dress on Days of Our Lives was twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and the costume designer flew to France to get the material. Right. I mean, like that's mind-boggling to think about in today's today. climate. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally get why the weddings are pared down, but 
like if I were an alien life form and my only concept of uh, American weddings was from watching soaps, I would think every couple got married in their living room in front of like three people, <laughs> which is not the way that I would have thought of it in the 80s or 90s. No, that, that's what YouTube swore. Over <laughs> um, so another story in this issue is your interview with Elizabeth Hendrickson, who is playing GH's Margot. Now, Liz is popular from both All My Children and most recently Y&R. And I feel like we're seeing more soap hoppers in today's climate than in years past. Past. Uh, what do you think of that trend? Well, I think that um, I think there's always been a habit, you know, for familiar faces to pop up from one show to another, and it, it goes back so many years. Um, I was just uh, researching uh, something about One Life to Live and reminded of what a huge uptick in audience members they got in 1975 when George Reinhold and Jackie Courtney, who were so popular as Steve and Alice on Another World, were fired. One Life to Live snapped them up and got a very nice increase in their ratings, uh, at least in the short term. So I think, uh, you know, we always see show, you know, actors going from one show to another. Sometimes it's a little more headline grabby. I remember in 2003 when Roger Howarth went from One Life to Live to As the World Turns, uh, going from playing Todd to going to uh, World Turns to play Paul. That seemed like a big deal because they were time slot competitors. So it did seem a little strategic to try to go after that actor. But I think today, a lot of times it, it isn't about trying to pick up the uh, fan base of that actor so much as they are proven commodities. If they were popular on one show, that means they could probably nail the material that they're going to be asked to do on this other show. Well, absolutely. I mean, when you're filming seven or eight episodes a week, you can't really bring in a newcomer who's never done this before and just expect them to know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I spoke to Gilles Marini, who just joined Days of Our Lives as Ted, and he's someone who has so many credits to his name, like he was in Brothers and Sisters, he was in Nip Tuck, he was in Switch to Birth. But these are weekly, serialized, short-term you know, shows. I mean, it's soap operas every day. And he said, it's almost amazing to think about how much the human brain can do right. in memorizing these lines. So for someone who hasn't done it before, you know, you're really, it's trial by fire. So let's go find someone who's done this before and who the added bonus would be that there are people who know that familiar face, mm-hmm. like Liz Hendrickson. And I think even in your interview, she said to you that she was nervous because there was so much legal jargon for her to learn. So even someone who is experienced, you know, still has that trepidation of coming in and having so much dialogue to do. And it's not necessarily a slam dunk. Though, of course, as we've seen on screen, hers is already. Absolutely. Now, today we are talking to Young and the Restless's Brighton James and Michelle Morgan, otherwise known as Hillary and Devon. Let's get them on the line. Hi, Brighton. Hi, Michelle. Hi, morning. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us on here. So first of all, uh, tell us what it was like to even be filming these episodes this week. Yesterday, the pregnancy reveal aired, which was completely adorable. Um, were you excited? Yeah, I was. I was so excited to to just even bring the moment of Hillary and Devon coming back together and something for them to be excited about because the fans have been waiting for that for so long and I'm just happy that they get to to um, experience that, I guess, with Hillary and Devon. So it was fun. It was, it was good. Yeah, and we kind of knew when we, were filming, when we were filming those scenes that the fans were going to Gonna like the reveal. I think they did a good creative job in, uh, in mm-hmm. executing it. Okay, well, I'm curious to know, I mean, we get so... So we have gotten so much mail from Havan fans who, as you know, were really frustrated with this really long wait. For you as actors, was it frustrating? Um, a little bit, yeah, because, I mean, I felt like Hillary and Devon definitely needed to needed something like that. They needed a moment like that because they've gone through so much, so much push and pull, and 
And there's been so much tension with their relationship from inception that I was like, okay, come on, they've got to do, they've got to give them a moment to be together. And so it was, so even for us, I feel like even me and Brighton, we talked about it a lot, that this is kind of a long wait, but finally, you know, it's happening. So it's good. It seems like most of our relationship has been not together or in some kind of, you know, turmoil uh, or hiding behind people's backs or, you know, having some kind of conflict. So it's nice to just have to finally give the fans, you know, a chance to see us have a nice time together. We're just enjoying each other and, you know, being happy. Now, Brighton, when you came on the show, you were adopted into the Winters family or Devon was adopted into the Winters family by Neil and Drusilla, who were such a major couple. But Devon didn't really have a lot going on in the romance department before Hillary. Nothing really serious. Did you wonder about that? Did you have a desire to be a part of a big couple? You know what? I was always I think I was always given such kind of these deep, meaningful storylines where I was losing my hearing and finding my real family and 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 dealing with things like that, that I kind of didn't notice that I wasn't getting those, those storylines. And I, I mean, you know, my time was being occupied doing those. Um, but I think that the show needed to give me time to, you know, to grow up and, uh, you know, kind of taken seriously among the other, the other guys on the show who are in these, you know, big relationships. And I think that it happened in the perfect time. I think that, um, you know, I had the relationship with Roxanne played by Tatiana Lee for I think a good five, a little over five years. Um, so they did, you know, they, they, they allowed me to carry out a relationship, um, but just not the, uh, the hot and heavy romantic stuff that they have Michelle and I doing. <laughs> when Michelle first came aboard, did you feel that spark with her that the fans caught on to? Did you sense that this could be the start of something big? Uh, yeah, after, our, after the first scene that they deliberately put us in to meet each other, um, one, of the, uh, one of our producers actually, um, put the seed in both of our heads that this could be an interesting couple. Um, I thought that her character was was brought on for a different reason altogether. But um, I mean, I think the second that her and I started, you know, hanging out and becoming friends off camera too, we we thought it could be something good that could translate on screen. And uh, yeah, it happened pretty quick. I think the fans started reacting <laughs> to our our uh, chemistry pretty quick. Well, on that note, why do you think this love story has struck such a chord with the fans? I, I think it, well, I think it is because like we have such a great relationship off camera as well and they can pick up on that too. But I think, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it is our, our chemistry and that is something that is really hard to, to replicate. Like, you know, it's like you either have it with somebody or you don't. And ever since I met Brighton and when we we started working together even before I really knew him I just there is this sense of I feel safe like when I look into his eyes and like I just feel safe to kind of act and play and do what we need to do and and I think that's just something that you can't you can't replicate with everybody and and you can just see that you know the camera picks that up yeah I completely agree I feel exactly the same when I act with Michelle and um on top of you know what we have naturally I think that how they how they did our storyline was you know it was classic soap you know to be you know messing around behind your father's back to get married to him but uh, and then blind no less but i and just the think that, and the amnesia yeah all that. You're, checking, you're checking off all the boxes all the soap boxes <laughs> oh yeah but there was a you know there was this there was this long i mean year-long spent of this 
tension build up where, you know, they just wanted to see, they wanted to see something happen. And uh, I think it was, it was paced out in a, in a, in a good way. I want to know, I was watching the show this week, the Memorial Day episode that was so adorable. There was like a moment, Brighton, where you brushed Michelle's uh, hair off of her forehead. I'm wondering when it comes to like little touches like that, things that the fans pick up on and think are so adorable. Do you do them on the spot? Do you plan them ahead? Are they in the script? What's What goes on there? About 50-50 sometimes. I think that one was actually scripted. Mm-hmm. Um but there have been times when we've both added little, you know, yeah. actions, to, you know, kind of looking out for each other. Things that normal couples <laughs> would do. Uh, now, did you both just happen to have those childhood photos lying around for them to blow up in yesterday's episode? <laughs> it's actually funny because I say that he only has he only has this one picture. Um, but in real life, that's really one of my only pictures of me as a child <laughs> before I was five. Just because we moved from... Trinidad and a lot of my baby pictures got lost in transition so that's actually one of my that's my youngest picture that I have I'm two and a half years old and um, (laughs) it's my passport photo so it's so funny (laughs) that I say that to him but it's actually my reality (laughs) yeah yeah I had to I I on the other hand had a ton of baby pictures lying around so it was it was easy to pick. Yeah, he had. A, he probably had a million pictures. <laughs> now, do you guys ever look at the Hevon hashtag on Twitter? Of course we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do I don't daily. think we can avoid it. It was like as soon as I turn on my Twitter, it's all over my Twitter. Yeah, I mean, and those those are, you know, our, our core fans who really support yeah. us as a couple on the show. So you know, to hear what they have to say and their opinions and what they like and don't like every day is, is very important to how we continue to, you know, portray our characters. Now, Michelle, you were a fan of the show before you were cast. And happy five-year anniversary to you, by the way. It's five years ago this month that Hillary came on screen. Thank you. Is it surreal yeah, to you, you now that, like, you, you know, I'm sure you had your favorite couples and now you are part of the favorite couple of so many fans? Surreal almost every day. And every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, and it happened yesterday, um, I kind of, it kind of hits me again where I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I remember watching, like, I was actually, it was yesterday, I was filming with Crystal, and um, Crystal is, she was just, I just, like, got a glimpse of her, and I just got this moment in my head where I was like, this is crazy. I remember watching this girl. And now I'm in, in the TV with her, which is so great. <laughs> and I just kind of had that moment. So every every now and then it hits me again. So, yeah, it's completely surreal. Um, but I think that's just kind of like the universe. It was like I watched it every day of my life, and then I became an actor. And then it was like only a matter of time before I guess it was going to come into my into my um, presence. And then, I don't know, we'll see. Um, now, when you were a viewer, who did you like watching? Like, what were your favorite stories and couples? Oh, that's the funny thing is that I loved the super couples and the villains, and that's what I am, which is funny. <laughs> um, I loved like um, Sharon and Nick. I loved watching like well, I loved watching Michael and um, Phyllis and um, Jill. They were like some of my favorite. But when it comes to couples, it was Sharon and Nick were was the couple that was happening when I was like in high school. So that was like my super couple that we watched. Was it weird for you when you did your first scenes with them? Or were you like, oh my God, I'm in scenes with Sharon and Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just even weird just meeting them because they all look exactly the same, you know, off camera. It was just so kind of crazy. And I remember my first day I walked through the set 
And that was the most surreal. It was like, I didn't, they, I just, I don't remember. I think I just, I just signed in and, and one of the sets, um, cause they, we shoot on two stages. So one stage is always kind of vacant. And I went on the stage that they weren't shooting on. And I just like walked through this, and, like the GCAC was there and like some of these iconic sets. And I was like, this is so crazy that I'm here. And that was such a, <laughs> such a crazy moment. And now it's five years later and I'm in those sets every single day. And yeah, but but every now and then I, I remember, wow, this is nuts. <laughs> now, Brighton, your big credit before joining Restless, of course, was Family Matters. When you first auditioned for The Soap, could you imagine that it would become your home? I hadn't really thought about where I would end up because I started doing music after Family Matters and then um, got back into auditioning when I was 16, 17. And then this was my first one audition for a TV show. And all I knew about soap operas was my mom watched General Hospital every day of my life. And so I would, you know, out of the corner of my eye, catch all the kind of crazy storylines that happen in, in the soap world. So yeah. when I, I remember the day I auditioned, I had an audition for a, like a Coca-Cola commercial and for a soap opera. And I, I really wanted the commercial and I just never thought I would even have a chance at the soap opera. Um, and here I am. So I, I didn't really, uh, yeah, I didn't really think about, you know, once I got on the show, I, I, it felt, like home right away and it felt very comfortable the actors made me feel very you know at home and welcome and obviously i think my experience on family matters helped my nerves and uh um but yeah it, it very soon it felt like i could be there for like a year for a long time mm-hmm. now do you get fans who still approach you who recognize you from family matters sometimes very rarely <laughs> very rarely uh, but uh, yeah, every now and then, I always, I, I, it's hard the for me hair, to believe that the, yeah, the hair is gone. So I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, sometimes. I mean, the the amount of photos that are out there of you, Brighton, from when you were so little, are adorable. Like, I so actually darling. recently looked them up because we were doing a photo spread about you know um, when we did your recent interview, and they are amazing. Oh, <laughs> Michelle, did you watch Family Matters? Yeah, I did. I watched Family Matters, and I watched I watched Brighton when he was on YNR, and we knew he was. It was actually my my older sister who just she recognizes everybody from everywhere. So she was like, "Oh my god, that's the kid from Family Matters!" And I remember we had an argument about it. I was like, "No, that's not the same one." She was like, "Yeah, it is." And we actually him up, and we were like, "Oh yeah, it is the same guy from Family Matters." It's just crazy. She can like pick people out of like anything, and she was like, "Yeah, that's him." And yeah, so then yeah, years later, so as soon as I got on the show, I knew exactly who he was. That's, that's <laughs> like hilarious. I remember you <laughs> when I first um when we first had a scene together. I mm-hmm. didn't. I like. I always like to. I, I always like to look people up. Um, when I like before I work with them, so I'll like, like I'll look at like their pictures and like and do some like almost like method work and stuff like that. And then I remember when I first met him, I was like, I didn't even need to do any of this. There's something just so natural about when I worked with him that was like that started right away. Like I knew right away that we were we were gonna be fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I felt the exact same way. Devon and Hillary are one of, you know, only a handful of strong black couples on daytime television. Do you feel at all a pressure to be role models, if you will, for a segment of the audience that's sort of underrepresented on screen to be a positive example uh, for the audience? Yeah, of course. I think regardless of race, we, we feel a responsibility to be 
you know, to, to, to represent a good, uh, a positive couple and, and individual characters too. But, um, you know, the fact that we are African-American, it, it, it does hold an extra weight to it. And, um, we've always been, I've always been very proud of the show, um, kind of leading the way and, and establishing strong black couples. I mean, I definitely do feel the pressure for sure. Um, but at the same time, like me as an actor, I feel like as long as you commit to what's on the page and you do your best that way. And like, especially cause I trust the writers and the producers of the show so much. And if you just like lean into that, usually it'll never steer you wrong. And that's what I have been doing over the past five years. And luckily they have, you know, they've done it right where, you know, they've given Hillary and Devon their opportunities and now they're really giving them a chance to shine. So, so, um, I do feel the pressure, but then at the same time, I feel like you can't, you can't act with that in mind. Um, cause it does, it does a disservice, I think, to what you're trying to do as an artist. Um, because yeah. like you have to just, you have to come, you have to come to work ready to play and ready to do what's on the page. And sometimes it feels like it's going against what you think fans might like, especially with me and my character. Um, there's a lot of things where I'm like, you know, I could, if I thought too much about it, I might be like, Oh, I don't want to do that because I'm playing, you know, this African American character and I don't want it to look bad, um, to the African American community. But then at the same time, I don't give myself an opportunity to play and explore this side of myself that is, you know, some people might think is mean. And then the one thing that I realized was that, well, it actually makes her really strong that she doesn't care what other people think and all of these things. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to even um, being the African-American couple. So I think it's, there's a, there needs to be a mixture of you allowing yourself to just play and lean into what's on the page as well and not thinking about that. Now, one fun character who they cross with both of your characters is Lily. Now, Brighton, you and Crystal obviously have a great relationship. Actually, you both have a great relationship with Crystal in real life. Um, Brighton, talk about how you would characterize your relationship with her and your dynamic on and off screen. Oh, well, uh, we, we met for the first time uh, during one episode of Family Matters when we were like eight and nine years old. Um, and then didn't really see each other until we were teenagers when I got on the show. And um, I had my screen test with her. Um, and uh, she really petitioned hard for me to get the part. Um, so, I mean, from day one, we tell the truth, right? And you talk about it all the time that she screwed up your screen test. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought I told that enough, but yeah, I'll go ahead and tell it one more time. <laughs> I I had uh, all the, I had about five pages straight of just talking, 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 and dialogue, and she had a couple lines here and there, and she she messed it up about two or three times during my screen test. It made me look better, I think. But no, yeah, it's since day one, she's been like, uh, this, like my sister and, um, she's my best friend and, uh, probably the person that knows the most about me. And, um, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to be in her life and to, uh, and to, um, be a part of helping her raise her son too, as his godfather. Um, it's just it's it's a it's an amazing relationship. Um, now, when I was editing our Father's Day issue, um, Daniel Goddard mentioned that you're a godfather to one of his sons as well. 
Yeah, his oldest son, Ford. Um, how, how many children are you godfather to again? <laughs> just, those, just those two. <laughs> so far, so far. Just those, yeah, so far. <laughs> um, now, Michelle, talk about your relationship with Crystal. Uh, well, it didn't start off as smoothly. Um, <laughs> if I had to vouch, if Crystal had to vouch for me getting the job, I probably wouldn't have. In the beginning <laughs> because we both didn't like each other, which was, I, I actually didn't have that much of a problem with it. But um, it started, I think it was like, I think it happened within my first month. I have really sarcastic humor. And I said something really sarcastic, like like she just got her hair done. And I, I actually remember it now because it's, we've st- talked about it so much. I don't know if I remember or I created the memory. I recreated it in my mind. But um, I do kind of remember saying to her because she just got her hair done but it was like this like loose fun like and I was like oh is that Hillary's get out of bed look because like it was being sarcastic thing like oh you know like you she just woke wakes up like this you know but she totally didn't get it and she was like I just got my hair done and she just said that to me and she so she was like what is wrong with her so she so she hated me from that day forward it was like I could never say anything right she would like I, I remember there was this distinctly remember there was this one time that we, there was this huge party scene. Um, so there was a bunch of us on set, like, and we were all going to lunch. And um, I was, I was kind of semi friends with Melissa Ordway and with, um, and who else was going? Melissa Ordway and Angel and Angel Conwell. And they were, and I talked to them and I said, Hey, do you guys want to go to Woodridge? And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go change. And then I was going up the stairs and I passed Crystal and I said, hey, did you want to come with us to Wood Ranch? And she was like, she's like, no, I'm good. And then she walked down the stairs and I was at the top. And then um, Angel and Melissa said, hey, we're going to Wood Ranch. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll come with you guys. Where is that? It was like a mean girl situation that was happening. I was like, I don't even want to go anymore. I <laughs> and then there was this, um, and it was actually... My um, one of my best friends from Toronto, who um, she moved out to Los Angeles right around the same time as me. Um, her, she had, she wanted to throw me a birthday party out in LA um, because because uh, I wasn't gonna get a chance to celebrate it out here. And I was like, yeah, I'm like these are the few people that I know. And I gave her like Brighton's number, and I gave her like a couple people. But then she told, I guess somehow Brighton was like, yeah, come, like. Crystal, Michelle invited you and even Crystal was like she invited me oh okay <laughs> so she came to my birthday and we got really drunk together and partied together and then we became best friends after that <laughs> wait did I did I facilitate that but without knowing I think it was you it was you and Tam yeah oh, wow. because I'm pretty sure like Tam heard, heard all the stories okay Tam knew <laughs> that I did not like Crystal right <laughs> so I don't know how Crystal ended up at my birthday party it was very awkward in the beginning when we were so yeah I must have told her to come with me <laughs> yeah he must have been like oh just come yeah she said you probably felt weird so you were like I oh I don't did. feel that much so maybe if Crystal comes I knew, a little I knew better. you guys would hit it off. I knew you guys needed to be friends. That's why. Yeah, that's even what Sam said too. And then yeah, <laughs> and then we we really did hit it off. We had the best time ever. <laughs> and and then we then since then we've become like we've talked more. We realized that we're so like similar in so many ways. Even the um just the way that we think about the world and like laws of attraction and all that stuff. And it was so funny because they say a lot of times that when you when you don't like someone, it's usually because you see something in yourself in them. <laughs> and usually it's like there's something about that that 
your inner being is like, no, like it's like there can't be two of us where, and it's true. Like, I think there was something in Crystal that maybe I saw in myself or maybe she saw in me that just kind of turned us off a little bit. But yeah, but now we're like such great friends and she really is like my family out here in Los Angeles, her and Brighton. Um, they're like the only two people that like I really have in my life out here that I truly rely on. Um, and they're just the most genuine, amazing people. And Crystal is just, she's, she's literally, she's the best mother. She's the best friend. You can turn to her for anything. And, and yeah, she's really inspired. Oh, thank you. She's, she's inspired. Um, even how I look at my friends in Toronto that I've known forever, because I've known her for five years and I swear I've known her my whole life. So she's awesome. And yeah, I thank God every day that I found, well, that I, that somebody brought her to my birthday. So that <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope she listens to this. I mean, this is the nicest thing ever. And yeah, her, right? Uh, right? Not even. I know we should say something mean about her. Just about <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brighton, it must've been a relief to you when you're two leading ladies and real life, oh, you know, I knew, friends I knew got together. Were, I knew that they'd be just fine. They're both amazing people, so it was only a matter of time. But was it, because you knew, was it awkward? It must have been awkward, because Crystal, Crystal for sure said some things about me. No? She has something about that hair comment. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was slightly awkward, but I knew that it would, it just needed to be, it was a misunderstanding. I knew that it just needed to be smoothed over. I must have. You just needed a little you alcohol like, oh, and a little dancing. not that bad. She's actually not that bad. Yeah, because yeah, we were hanging out a lot. We, we started hanging out a lot, and then yeah. it wasn't matching what Crystal was thinking about you. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, you know, I knew the room was shell, so. <laughs> and all is good now. <laughs> yes. And everything is okay now. And I was like, oh, my God, how long is this going to last? <laughs> like in the middle. <laughs> and we're I remember we're, there was times where I was like, um, even when we were on set and I think like, it was like, like maybe we we're going to lunch or something. I was like, Oh, Hey, do you want to come, come to lunch with me or something? And you do, I'm, I'm going with Crystal. I'm, um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Go, go, go. It's okay. <laughs> okay, but, okay. Just stay I was torn. I was torn too many times. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, going back to Michelle, what you were saying about leaning into the writing and trusting in where they were going. We got so much mail uh, when your characters broke up about like how they broke up and like fans didn't seem to be really feeling it. Did you take any issue with how that split occurred, even though you had faith that, you know, in the end, the characters would come full circle, probably back to one another? I feel two different ways about that because I'm not a huge fan about like um, what caused us to break up because I know it's a, I know it's a, um, you know, it's, it's just like, putting everything together like you're adding you're adding all of this, the little things that Hillary did and then finally with the tripping Mariah was kind of like the you know the, I guess the the straw that broke the camel's back um, and well that and like that's really why we ended up breaking up which I thought was kind of silly because after everything that Hillary and Devon have been through I was kind of like there's got to be more there's like there's got to be a bigger reason but um, but the one thing that I did like was how we broke up. Like I liked the writing for that scene. I remember me and Brighton, we yeah. ran it a few times. We both liked just how simple it was and how it wasn't so over the top. And we can just kind of like really act through those, those lines because it was really just about acting and what we brought to it because there really wasn't 
that much of the lines were saying. And, um, and I, yeah, I, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of feel mixed about it. Like, I feel like, and I feel like it was a little too quick. Like Hillary and Devon didn't really get an opportunity to really be a married couple at that time. So I was a little upset, um, for the fans that, you know, it was happening right after we kind of, you know, started finally being a couple. Um, but, but I mean, I guess it all works out. See, I'm like, you just got to lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now as they're moving forward do you have a dream story for them anything you want to see happen with this couple I wanted to get married again because last time I was nine I was like nine and a half months pregnant when we got married and I wasn't happy and I wanted to wear a really really nice wedding dress she still and looked I great because I was a blimp <laughs> the biggest flowers maybe tired. ever in daytime it was like a real wedding day <laughs> it was the biggest bouquet, it must have been the biggest bouquet in yeah it was a giant bouquet <laughs> so I'm like I want us to get married again when I don't feel like that <laughs> and Brighton um, yeah I would like to I mean like kind of uh, adding on to what you were saying I'd like to see us just have a a, a nice moment of being you know <laughs> calm together and, and kind of um uh, dealing with issues that are outside of our couple, you know, together, you know, it's kind of, we've always been dealing with things. She's dealing with the way I'm feeling. I'm dealing with her, the way she's feeling. And we're not, we're not attacking things as a unit. So I just would like to see us for a second, kind of be a team. And um, yeah, another, another wedding would be, uh, that would be, that'd be nice. I think yeah. And I nice. really agree with that actually, right. because I feel like Hillary and the bond, they, we never really got an opportunity to see them do that. I totally agree. Like, oh. and, and I feel like Hillary and Devon are that people. Like, you know, they are us against the world. Like, they oh, would yeah. be like that. And it would be interesting to finally see how they do that. Absolutely. We, no one would be able to take us down. <laughs> yeah. If we both agree on Stand in our way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as no one, you know, uh, disses anyone's hairstyle or trips anyone, it seems like you should have on-screen and off-screen harmony. <laughs> it seems so. Um, well, yeah. thank you both so much for joining us today. We look forward to see what's going to happen with these yeah. two. And thank you for having us. Thank you. Probably a big thank you from the fans because this really is the couple that I get a lot of mail about. They're going to be really thrilled to hear from you. Absolutely. Oh, Oh, wow. I just want to thank the fans so much because they really, they make this happen 100%. This was not supposed to be the way that Hillary was supposed to go. I don't think <laughs> we, I don't think Hillary and the bond was ever supposed to happen. It wasn't until the fans saw something that really initiated that. So thank yeah. you to them because this has been an awesome journey. We literally owe everything to them. So we, lo we love them forever. Oh, that's awesome. Love that. well, thank you both. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you to Brighton and Michelle for being our guests. Be sure to pick up your new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. 